Another Boys. Um, hello. Uh, this is the Another Boys podcast. My name's Adam. And I'm Ben. Um, it's very good to have you guys back. Um, we are here today with a very special guest and a good friend of mine, Nikki. Hi. Hey, I'm Nikki. so honored to be here. I can't believe that I'm actually in the room with you. So happy to have you on. It's a um, blessing. It really is. Um, we are continuing with our theme of strong women yes, for sir. this month. Yes. Um, so we've in, invited Nikki over to talk to us about a, about a few things. Yeah. Um, but Adam, I believe you wanted to give a bit of an introduction. I did. So like just so people, oh I don't know, like Nikki, <laughs> you are... Oh God, I'm going to cry already. An extra- extraordinary human being and like one of my favorite humans in the entire world. And I think that like I wouldn't be where I am without those many walks and just chatting and just like being extremely open and honest and being vulnerable with each other and sharing strength and you kind of like letting me in on some of your secrets to your own mental and physical oh success and like and problems and problems. problems but um yeah thank you for everything no and thank I love you. you I love you Adam like <laughs> I honestly don't know many people who think about like relationships and friendships the way that you do so mm. our morning walks that we do it's been harder since you've moved a little bit further away yeah, yeah. but you need to, I feel like I need to be reminded that there are people out there who also think like me and mm. that's what our convos do so mm. thank you nice so much yay banjo i also love <laughs> <laughs> just sitting here third wheel like, uh, <laughs> yeah um i'm me just you know well should should we explain how we met i don't even remember it was like through a couple <gasps> of people isn't it well it was at that um jewish christmas that we did that was the first time i think i met you no 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 that was oh was it at the other christmas thing the year before was it the same day that was the same day we've done more than one no, it was the I'm same day. I'm pretty sure we've only done one It was the same day. Don't worry. I'm just tripping. That was a mess of the day. <laughs> um, it is the start of a podcast. We do need to do our words of the podcast. I'm excited. You are the guest, please. You know, first thing, I just want to say that one of your podcasts, two of you got the same word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were like, oh, no. And Ben was like, no, this is good. This is extra focus on this word. And I totally, I related to what you said. Thank so you. we're going to put the word back in this time? Because last time when we had Veridon, she's like, I'm going to leave this one out because mm. I don't want you guys having the same word as me. Mm. But if you're happy to put it back in, because I think it's sharing the love. Okay, let's put it back in. All right, All right. you're up. All right. Affectionate. Ooh, okay. I like this. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. Nice. The reason why I think it's interesting... Okay, <laughs> okay yeah, let's go into this. ...is I was actually... So I've met someone. Oh, really? Um, and he's pretty great. Okay. Well, not official or anything. But um, we were talking about how I'm so focused and like, you know, go, go, go with work. And I've been really clear with him that like, you know, work is my priority, yada, yada, all that, like gym, those things. And he was really surprised that I was an affectionate person, despite me saying all that stuff. Mm. So we had a conversation about that yesterday. I'm like, I'm so affectionate. Nice. It's just, you go. It's just rare. And only that one person like sees that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, and Adam also, because like when I see you, I'm usually crying and very, <laughs> very happy to be there. So... Good word. Do you want to go? I'd love to go. A bit nervous for my word. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be. Cherished. Oh. I really like that. Beautiful. I really like that. Um, Positive. Just. You feeling that? I I needed this. Okay. You know, I needed this word. I want to feel cherished. Are you not feeling cherished? Not at the moment. No. Really? Do we go into that a little bit? Yeah. We can go into that a little bit. I just feel like. 
maybe it's my hangover, but <laughs> I <laughs> okay. feel like I, I love a companion at the moment. Just okay. to like, just a cuddle. Okay. Mm. I love just a cuddle, you know? Are you are you okay with having a companion that's like a that can change very frequently, or are you a one companion for a long time kind of person? Uh, <laughs> I would say, well, my history says long okay. uh, and one, but I'm trying to exit that kind of mindset and wow. have fun. But at the moment, there's no one there for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was okay, but it's getting not okay. It's no, right. but I, like, I find that super interesting because I have the same mentality as you. And I feel like when you have that mentality, you are one of the few in like this generation era like Mm. everyone's like numbers 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 and like not about that so like yeah when you say like companion i'm like it's either the person i'm gonna marry or no one (laughs) really yeah oh wow yeah see i thought i was with the person i was gonna marry for too long so that's why i'm just like so far away from that mentality Mm. but i can't help but feel that too and i think it's because like i don't know i'm a product of my own upbringing and like I feel like we were told, like, you got to marry this person, yeah. you got to marry someone, marry, 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 and then it's, like, always at the back of your mind, like, yeah. it's a person with marriage material. And mm. there's nothing wrong with that either, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I prefer it. I mean, I like having that. Mm. And for, like, for the record, we're all... Are you guys Russian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Russian Jews, so, like, we all have the same upbringing. Mm. We, yeah, very similar. Control C, control V. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. That's funny. Okay, um, please, right. pick a word. Sexy. Come on. Oh my god. You do look fine in that top. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You look really um, good that made today. Uh cotton, I guess. What kind of vibe is that? Is that like pirate or like a bit piratey, just but also a bit like, you know, beachy. Yeah, okay. rugged. Rugged. I beachy, like, rugged. Sure. Not But I, I vibe with this word actually because um I have been feeling sexy. Yeah, I've been seeing a, a lady. For a couple of weeks, few weeks, and been, been very exploratory so and like very, Ooh. yeah, sexually exploratory. Um, and it's it's nice to just even like hear the words coming from like a sexual partner, like or being told like you're attractive and you're sexy mm. and all these things. Like it's quite affirming. That's so, so good. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling myself. Sure. When I saw you, like we I, we parked <laughs> at the same time, and I literally said like. Have you done something? You were like, are you in a relationship? Like, why? <laughs> I did. So he's got that glow. You've got. You literally have that glow. Oh my god! I've been doing a new skincare routine. Oh, you look great. Thank you so much. We Wait, need to god. share that skincare routine with with everyone. Okay. Is it sponsored? Uh, no. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll put that. up a video. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I need um, that. Okay. So, yeah. The reason I wanted you to come on, Nikki, is because. You are extremely strong mentally, physically, emotionally, all these things. And kind of just wanted to understand that and hear it from you. Um, so let's talk about physical strength first. Um, <laughs> the easiest strength so <laughs> that there is. Um, Nikki, let me ask you a quick question. How much, how much do you bench? Uh, at the moment, after glandular, 60 kilos for about five reps for about six sets. Which is, which is hectic. Um, <laughs> it's okay it used to be better but you know we'll get back what, there. what was your max i think my max i never really tried to go super heavy but i could be benching like 70 for three Jeez, come on i'm fucking stronger <laughs> <laughs> oh, um i was not expecting that to be honest 
Really? I, I really thought that you, you'd be benching more. And really? that's why I, you maybe mm. I'm focusing on my chest and that's why. Yeah, that, that is why. I've never been like ego. I have no ego. Like I do have an ego, like both in the gym and out of the gym, but I love being in a position where I just don't pay attention to it mm. or I literally just tell it to shh. Mm. Um, so that's why I've never felt like a need to do one rep maxes or even find out what that is. Mm. I'm just like form, contract. Like mm. that's what I want. So mm. yeah. Muscle um, function. Muscle function, yeah. You're like an that. osteopath. You can. I don't even want to say any of the wrong things right now with <laughs> no, a professional no, no. in the room. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we make mistakes on this show all the time. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. So um, how did you... Yeah, what is your discipline in terms of your physical health? And how did it start? Tell me about mm, it. Interesting. I probably had the most niche start to my gym journey compared to anyone that I know. So when I was 18... Uh, me and my partner went out to a club on Chapel Street, Attic on Friday nights, mm -hmm. represent. And uh, I was having a really great time that night and I was dancing for about six hours. I turned 18 about six months into uni, so I was pretty young. So this had been a long awaited evening. Mm. And yeah, I left that night with tinnitus with, for the rest of my life. No so, way. Which is, if people don't know. So tinnitus, no. I have it oh right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have it. Um, what is it? So tinnitus is when your ears ring all the time. So think about the last time you guys went out or anyone went out and your ears ring and you're like, oh yeah, this will subside. Mine just never subsided. It was really loud to the point where I couldn't even hear the waves at the beach when I would go to try to calm myself down for like six months. And then I've had it ever since to like a, a manageable level. But I realized at that point that my clubbing journey had ended. <laughs> <laughs> after one night and I was like well what do I do as a new 18 year old to distract myself from the fact that my life is over <laughs> <laughs> and so I found the gym nice. um I did gym a little bit before that but I just it I took it to like an extreme when I turned 18 right because yeah. I just needed something I want to go into this tinnitus um what kind of pitch are you hearing I hear like a morse code like a beep, 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 like all the time. Whoa. Nobody. Maybe, have you ever tried translating it? Yeah, it's like something trying to connect with you. I honestly have thought about that. And I'm, in not, I'm not a superstitious person at yeah. all, but I've actually Googled that. And I was like, Nikki, just. Did no. you find anything? No. Well, okay. I, was, I was treating a patient who also has tinnitus and they got it after starting their meditation journey. Right. And there's a belief that if you can reach a certain level of, I guess, relaxation or being in tune with the world at uh, a certain level, you can hear the vibrations of the earth. Hectic. It's so pretty is, cool. Is that what I have? Well, I think <laughs> yes. yours might be more a connection with the nightclub. Okay. Um, That's unfortunate. The <laughs> other one sounds better. Maybe, maybe it's aliens trying to communicate with you. Wouldn't be surprised. You know what? You're I'll, the chosen um, one. After this, I'll come back and let you guys know if any of it means anything. Please. <laughs> I just, just, just do, do some dot dot lines for yeah. us, and we'll, we'll get it translated. Any Morse code readers out there? Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'll send it in. Yeah, slide yeah. into our DM so that we can get this translated. Please. Perfect. I'd like to know because I've been missing a lot of messages over the last four years. <laughs> if that's okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you started at eighteen and then went balls to the wall with it, ovaries to the wall with it, and <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just never stopped. Never. Okay, so I went really, really hard. I don't know. Benj, you might not have seen me so much at when I was at my biggest, but if you go into Reddit and you type in and it, my Instagram handle, Which there is? are Nikki and I K K I I dot fit. <laughs> um, there's 
literally uh, comments on my photos. So somebody's reposted my photos being like, Australians abuse steroids to the extreme. Whoa, this no girl is abusing steroids to the extreme. What? And yeah, never done anything like that. So I was like hardcore. But I was, it was like unhealthy. Mm. It was like two hours, you know, an hour in the morning and then two and a half hours at night after mm. work, before work. That's crazy. Yeah. How'd you keep up with like energy levels? I think like, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but you know, when someone's got an unhealthy habit and it it felt positive because it felt like I was doing something good for me, but it was probably an unhealthy habit, like just taken to the extreme, but it's almost like that habit, you thinking that you are doing the right thing gives you energy. Like, Mm. you know, when you've seen, you've seen like a girl, typically it'll be a woman who's really obsessed with health. And you can see that they're maybe not eating enough, but they're like, I feel so energized from mm. this like salad. And it's <laughs> like, you don't know that you don't feel well at the moment. <laughs> hidden. It's hidden. So that that's where I was at. But yeah, I, I just pushed through. I felt like it was something I had to do. So. And when did you start to change sort of your gym habit? Um, I literally changed my gym habit just before COVID hit because... I couldn't, I love wearing like blazers and stuff to work and whatever and shirts and I couldn't get my arms into a size 14 women's shirt, which was like a dress on me, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you can cough, you can cough. Um, So I couldn't get my sleeves into, my arms into the sleeves of a blazer pretty much. And Mm. I was like, Nikki, this is not your journey. And I also Mm. have a really bad personal, like I'm a, bigger female like stronger looking female and in a russian household or like you know just strict european household Mm. generalizing like physical strength is not equivalent to mental strength like Mm. at all physical ability not equivalent and it was almost like don't prioritize i just felt like people would perceive me as like not having much mental ability if i was getting too strong at work but did you find that uh out of the out of your home as well, like at work and stuff? Um, no. Well, actually kind of because people would see me and they'd be like, oh my God, this girl is so strong. Mm. And I'd be like, but I have so much more to mm. offer than just my biceps. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of didn't want to, I wanted to stop and I changed workplaces. I moved from like advertising into a bank and I was like, I don't want to be that girl. Like, you know, you don't want to be that osteopath and you don't want to be that bald guy. That bald guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've yeah. got so much more. And when you find yourself being like put in the same box, no matter where you go, mm. I was like, people are missing the other stuff about All me. All the so. good stuff. So I was going to ask, like, how did people's perception of you change? But you kind of answered that, that people would just like categorize you yeah, as yeah. that person. It was, and it was most, it was positive. If it wasn't positive, I didn't hear about it. But, um, yeah, it was just like, you feel like you get, if you get general, if you generalize something, you miss a lot about whatever. Like I just mm. generalized Russian households or mm. like, you know, a culture. But it's quite accurate. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> as, like you miss a lot. And as a person, you don't want anyone to do that to you. And like, yeah. So I was like, but then COVID happened and I lost like 10 kilos of muscle. So it was brilliantly timed. Such an awful thing, but like brilliant timing for what I needed. I really wanted to lose some, some strength. Love that. Also because there's not a lot of strong women out there in terms of what you can see around. Right. Like there's a lot of like, you know, skinny positivity and there's a lot of like super large or whatever positivity, but nothing about like, uh, like there's strong, but it's if you look hot mm. and strong. Yeah. It's not if you actually like could 
break things. <laughs> so you kind of, I, I started to really feel like the odd person out no matter where I went. Right. Um, yeah. How do you think, or how did you feel that men treated you differently? How did um, they perceive you? I'm kind of one of the boys, I think. Right. Um, I have a lot of guy friends and like some people think that that's really strange and there's so many like stigmas about girls who have a lot of guy friends. Um, so I, I don't know if they've ever seen me any differently. I've always just been like one of the boys, like ever since I remember in high school, I was playing four square. Mm. Like that's just good, old times. good <laughs> days. Life was simple. Um, the down ball. Down ball. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like it just, I don't know if they saw me differently. Hmm. I think they maybe saw me as more equal, which is great. Right. Yeah. How did you see me? I don't know. I always like, I don't think I realized how big the difference was because I would see you like not in big increments. Like I'd see you like pretty continuously. Yeah, true. I don't think I realized the, the, the change. How it was changing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what about you? Well, I only met you like later in life and Adam had just spoken beautiful words about you so i sort of knew a little bit about who you were as a person before i knew what you looked like um did you pigeonhole me as that gym friend of adam's (laughs) no i pigeonholed you as that female friend that is stealing adam away from me sometimes Um, (laughs) no regrets i'm not sorry about that at all (laughs) um so i i can't really say like my view of you has changed i've just had one view of you bless i'll let's keep that it's all in positivity as well you know oh thanks Um, guys Okay, so how do you stay disciplined then? Um, I really like doing things that I don't want to do. Okay. And honestly, tinnitus was the best thing that happened to me ever because I was so depressed. Like I really thought I was going to like not be able to push through mm. with that because mm. you take silence for granted. You're trying to sleep and like there's like literally an ambulance parked outside your house. Mm. And I was like, I never appreciated just being able to go to sleep. Um. And I, and I remember in that moment, I was like literally so depressed for about seven months. And then one day I was like, Nikki, you have to habituate to this. Like you have no choice because you are too terrified to do anything like in terms of not being around anymore. So you just have to push through. Um, and that kind of just made me do stuff that I didn't want to do. And gym is because I substituted that with gym. I think it's just made me like a I don't like to fuck around at all with a lot of things. <laughs> like even it, like it, it reflects in like most things that I do, like even at work, I'll be having a good time. But as soon as somebody tries to like distract me from what I need to get stuff done, I will literally turn to them, stare them in the eyes and be like, I need two hours <laughs> to do this. Please don't speak to me. <laughs> I did that like the other day and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, no, like no fucking around. Like it's, so it's, it's extended into me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so i don't remember what your question was but just how with, do you say discipline, so. yeah it's just like a mindset like i don't want to be lazy mm. um but I, I do be lazy sometimes like you know you probably deal with clients that come to you and literally have overdone it and you're just like please relax uh yeah a lot of a lot of my patients are like we call them weekend warriors <laughs> Um, where they haven't done any exercise in like three years and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go run 5k. <laughs> and they come in with like a pulled calf or like, a, like a tear in their Achilles. I'm like, well, what do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. I used to be able to run that far. I was like, well, yeah, that was like three years ago, bro. Um, so people are overdoing it all the time. But I think the, the, the most common thing that I'm dealing with is people who aren't 
determined enough or they don't have the discipline. So like, they'll be like, oh yeah, I want to get healthier. I want to get fitter. And it's like, I'll, I'll give them basic exercises to try and create that mindset change. So it's like something they can do in the morning before they even get out of bed, right? They're in bed. Just doing some form of an exercise to help them get out of bed to try and start their day off in a positive light. Um, and they don't even do that. Mm. Well, I'm really interested in like, in the why of that. Cause like I recently had a therapy session last week where we did this thing. I might've told you about this bench. We did this thing called um, chair work, which is literally like there were three chairs and each chair I had to channel a certain aspect of my personality. So one of the chair was like driven Adam. One of the chairs was sloth Adam. Mm. And one of the chairs was wise Adam. And so hmm. you also imagine Adam with a long beard. <laughs> wise Adam. <laughs> I didn't just grow one. No. Um, but when I was, when I was sloth Adam, my body like responded, I would sink to the ground, like very heavy, very like, mm, like mm. Uh. I mean, when I was driven Adam, I had to channel that and be like, and talk to sloth Adam and be like, you're doing too much. You're taking too much energy. And then why is Adam would kind of like mitigate between the two? Cause he could see both sides. But I realized so like, cool. it's really, it was really powerful to get that perspective. But like, I realized how much power I give to sloth Adam just yeah. to make sure that sloth Adam is comfortable. Yeah doesn't have to push too hard and that takes away from driven Adam and I feel like especially in our 20s we have ambition and we need to give power to our driven sides yeah. to make sure we can push ourselves to where we need to go mm. well let's talk about sloth Adam for a bit here please what would how would you see sloth Adam in a day like in your day-to-day activities where does sloth Adam come in sloth Adam begins as soon as I wake up in the morning <laughs> as soon as you wake up in the morning you make a decision am I getting out of bed am I going to stay in here for a little bit longer and the more you think about it, the more it goes to the default and the default is sloth for me personally. Mm-hmm. And so if I, if I don't think about it too long, I make a decision and I start moving without thinking, then okay, that's driven Adam. He's like doing um, something. He's like giving instructions and I'm following. Whereas sloth Adam's like kind of like, no, I don't want to do anything. So he starts then and then it's discipline things. Am I going to do my face routine? Am I going to have a fucking shower? Like, am I going to clean up my room before I leave the house? Me and Nikki both just looked at each other there, bro. I hope you haven't fucking <laughs> Please showered Please have a shower, day. Adam. I haven't showered today. You did say Are that. you going to shower later? Yeah, yeah I'll shower okay, tonight. Thank God. One, One a day. day minimum. Yeah, yeah and, and it's a thank day off. Thank God. <laughs> it's a we day off today. We literally looked at each other. We're like, oh. No, but this is... Do we need to do a welfare listen, check? Listen, like, this, is, this is legit because I realized that like sloth Adam... Well, sloth is in all people, I feel like a little bit. Well, I'll speak about myself. But, it like, is in me as well. Oh, sloth yeah. is an aspect Strong. of us, but like it's also on a spectrum. There's like healthy sloth, which is just like chilling, being able to relax. And then there's unhealthy sloth, with, which is not doing anything, which is depression. And like that's yeah. what I've kind of realized is that if I give too much power to sloth, it is depression. And like that is what that heaviness was when I felt it. You guys can laugh. <laughs> Because it is. You no, no, it's not the depression. It's, it's the, the referring the to them as sloth. <laughs> well, sloth is one of the seven deadly sins. And like, that's like something that can take you to hell. And hell is a concept as in like, it will your life will be hell if you are sloth. 100%. I don't think any period in my life has ever come from not doing hard things. Like any good period in my mm. life, like nothing good has ever come from Doing the sloth in me. Yeah. I find that interesting as well because I think that like when I was younger, I, was, I had quite like natural intelligence, right? I didn't have to work too hard. So I think that things came early to me, but I didn't have to work for it. And then when I actually had to work for it, I didn't know what to do. And I think that's why sloth is so like present as well. Mm, that's There's a massive study on that where it's like, don't tell your kids that they're intelligent. Tell them that they're hard workers. Right. Because I have massive um, on that 
I'm, I'm going through it right now. Massive imposter syndrome mm. constantly oh. because I might've got through high school, right? But I feel like the dumbest person in the room, no matter where I go. And yeah, and I think that's from just feeling like things came relatively easy for me. Or maybe I have a misperception of what easy is. Mm. You know how like when you say something's easy and someone else is like, well, that's so hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's why I have imposter syndrome. But I don't, I don't know. I feel that so much. Mm. That, like I feel like I want to be lazy or I feel not good enough because of exactly what you just said. Like, mm. Sorry, I was just correcting her microphone <laughs> position. <laughs> She's like speaking <laughs> yeah, go on. I'm trying to look Adam deep in the eyes yes. as I speak because yes. I'm really mesmerized. Um. <laughs> as he sips tea. <laughs> Yum. Um, but yeah, no, sorry. To like, I don't even know how I tangented on that, but I think that just like really hit a nerve because that's literally what I'm going through right now. People, in, yeah, what do you got? Like summarize it. People are telling me I could be doing more than what I'm doing and I listen to them like, I think I could, but I also don't want to mess up because like what you said, I'm kind of used to things, what feels like coming relatively easily to me. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. But we both know that we can work hard. Well, you also told me something on on one of our walks. I remember I was saying how like when I start a new thing or a new job or even a relationship, I go really hard first and I like try and show off my feathers as much as possible and be like, look how much I can do. But then that leaves no room for improvement because I've gone so fucking hard. And you were like, burn it steady, like incremental increases. Like go on. Did I say that? You told me that. You said like, because if you think about it like on a, on a graph, like one just like shoots up exponentially and then there's a plateau and then they see you as getting worse over time. But True. if you go slowly, it's a linear and it's like, okay, you're getting better and better every week. But that's also a difference in sort of the kind of relationship you're looking for. Because at the end of the day, you do show off to start off. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, yeah. Look at me, I'm desirable, yeah. yes, please. Yes, yes. Um, Is that what you're doing my, at the moment? It's exactly. I walk up to someone, look at me. <laughs> look at all I have. Um, Is that why you're having not much luck at the moment? <sighs> There's so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> can we go into that later? Yeah, we, we definitely, definitely can. Um, but a, a healthy relationship, when, it, when you feel like it's plateauing, it's not about saying, oh, this person's boring. It's about diving deeper into who they are. So you get more of that intellectual... Um, an emotional connection because you've reached a point where you're like, oh, this is everything they have. And then you dive in deep and you're like, wait, there's still more. There's more to this person. What about at work? I think, well, my work is very different to like other people's work. I've always got to continually develop myself professionally, Mm. like skills wise. Mm. Um, So I don't know if I can relate it to that, but I... But then you can't really go... I guess you can go deeper, but this is, a, I'm talking specifically about like relationships with, with, yeah. with people, yeah. not really your relationship with work. Right. Mm. But I think with work, if you set the the standard of like, I'm a hard worker and you know where your limits are, I think that's yeah. also a big thing. Like, have you learned your limits when it comes to working? Mm. Well, I feel like limits change over time as well. Like I know my limits as a teenager and I think I'm also stuck in that right now, even like I haven't updated my limits. Yeah. So that's part of the process. Like if yeah. you know how hard you can go then you can sort of work your way down from there because yeah. you know you know the sloth you know where the sloth that's is that's the thing but how do you channel the driven how do you give power to driven to drivenness okay i to drive. Yeah. i have a way that Please. i give power to teach us how to okay. drive so the the best way that i 
I only recently got my license like <laughs> six months ago. So what? I am not the person that you want to learn from. Uh, yeah, because I had to do my test and then COVID happened. And oh then, my. Yeah, I was wow. one of those people who was blessed. Anyway, please. Anyway, back to driving. Okay, driving. Okay, being driven. All right. So the way that I think about it is, and the best way to, let's combine relationships and being driven and whatever. Okay. So when you're going through a situation, so for example, you're deciding, do I break up with someone, right? And you, you're in the room, you look at them and you say, we're done. It's over, right? The inevitable feeling that you're going to have is this is awful. My world has fallen apart, etc. We've all been there. Represent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you have a 2% like little glimmer of, wow, that was a relief. I focus on that so, so, so hard. So when I'm thinking, do I want to wake up this morning and be disciplined or do I want to be like sit in bed for two hours, which literally never, ever, ever happens. Mm. I think like, oh, like this bed is comfortable, but 2% of me is like, I know I will feel good if I get up Mm. and go to the gym. So I'm like the, the feeling that is not common is that 2%. If I dive into the activity, that 2% is going to become my 98%. Fuck. And that's how I get anything done. Like oh I God. focus on like the little wince, the of, glimmer of hope, the glimmer of hope that is in, on the other side of anything hard. Like oh. that's literally like, do I want to go to the gym before I just did my second session today? And I was yeah. like, I've already been once. And then I was like, Nikki, but you're going to feel so good when you've done the second session. And I get there. So that's wild. What do you guys do? How do you, Adam, what about, let's hear yours and Benj. Well, it kind of depends. Um, but oh, fuck, I don't know. Because there's been parts of my life where I've been extremely disciplined. And part of it's just like, I don't want to break the streak, which I attribute to Snapchat back in the day. But that's so toxic. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a bad relationship. It's like, okay. But if it's like with... I don't know. You actually talk about that, please. No. I, <laughs> I think like like holding yourself accountable to a streak mm. is super toxic because it's inevitable that you're going to break the streak anyway. And I find that like, that's like things with like my fitness pal, people who track their food, they're like, oh, I've been tracking for 300 days. Mm. And then one day their phone is broken and they can't track or it's whatever. Done. Life is over. And then they literally become obese and they never think about nutritional content and food ever again. Because mm. like, I think that also comes down to the reason that they're doing it. And I think that's how I stay driven. Mm. Yeah. I try and give things purpose. Mm. True. Know, like, to get to the end of my uni degree, both of them really, it was like, uni is fucking hard. Um, but I was like, I, I want to uh, I want to be an osteopath and I want to be the best osteopath. So to do that, I have to do well at mm. uni. What about hard things that don't have a purpose or that you don't necessarily want to do, but you have to do? Like? Laundry. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, there's a purpose. I got to look good. Yeah, true. True, true, I gotta true. true. Good and I got to smell good. Mm. That's why I shower. Mm. Adam. <laughs> I shower. Not this Adam morning. doesn't smell bad. I, just... <laughs> I can smell myself. No, there's no smell. There's no there's smell. There's no smell. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's how I try and stay driven. It's not like, I think your idea is a lot more, I guess, everyday applicable, like to apply it to tasks. Whereas mine is like when I want to have like a long-term goal or there's something that I want to achieve generally, um, it helps me stay on track. But yeah, like going to gym, the amount of times I've talked myself out of that so easily, Mm. like rubber arm. Mm, I feel like, I feel like with, with gym in particular, like I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that lucky and unlucky but my experience early on with gym i began like exercising for gym at like 13 14 so i like know the importance of what it can do and like i always have that in the back of my mind as well but if i had never gone to gym i wouldn't know what it can do for me which is different but i know what it can do for me i know how i can feel i know how i can look and that's like 
it's like, I know I can get there. So I just got to do it yeah. pretty much. And it's also like they say that, um, what, what's that discipline is like a muscle that you have to mm. exercise. And every time that I don't follow through with something that I want to do, I'm like, which muscle are you exercising right now? Mm. And I just do not, I just don't want to be a person who sits there and does nothing ever. So it's like my fear of becoming that person, but it's mm. like positive. It's not like I live in anxiety of becoming mm. this person who does is a sloth forever. Mm. But yeah, kind of knowing what it can do for you. Yeah, I guess I do yeah. a bit of purpose too. I feel like I've been slothing real hard lately. Mm. Now that I think of it, you know, I'm snoozing four or five times before I get out of bed. Mm. What time are you getting out of bed though? Alarm goes off anywhere between seven seven thirty. Okay, right. I was like, if it's five a.m., well, fair enough. Like, no, no. So <laughs> it's like it's not an unreasonable time. I'm just like I'm very comfy. Mm. Um, and then I'll get home from work and I'll be like TikTok. Mm. Scrolling, 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 taking Ooh. over my life. That's, yeah, that's also no. Do it's, you do, do you have TikTok, Adam? No, I don't have TikTok. I, I wouldn't allow Adam to get TikTok. I won't let myself either. I'd lose myself. Oh my gosh. I downloaded TikTok for a week. I didn't open the app once. And then I realized that I have like work things on my phone. And I'm like, what about this data stuff that I'm hearing with TikTok? So I got rid of it. Um, and yeah, did not get addicted. Did you get addicted immediately? No. So I actually was told to download it by my cousin when he was visiting. Get this rid of them. Years ago, right? Years. Get rid ago. of that cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't big yet. It was like a, this whole concept. I was like, "What is it?" It's like, "Just get it. You'll." It's ridiculous. There's just trends, and it's just a random video every time. I'm like, "Okay." I didn't open it for like maybe probably like six months to a year. And then I just opened it and I was like, oh God, oh God. What does your For You page look like? At the moment, it's very dogs, a lot of children getting hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm learning so much about you. <laughs> um, a lot of ingrown, like ingrown hairs oh my God. for some reason. I don't know. It, it's, it's some it's, reason. That's so it's, niche. It's very, it is very, very. Um, Laser's good for that. Get yeah. laser. Yeah. Well, I don't have ingrowns. It's just like, it's very nice okay. to watch them get pulled <laughs> out. Um, and yeah, but mainly, mainly dogs. And then there's the occasional um, girl in a bikini every second video. Um, I was about to say, how occasional are we talking about? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm. It's like, it's not, it's not even in my control. But there were times when it's like, I'm uncomfortable because this girl is likely in fucking high school. I know that's it the makes freaky, me really uncomfortable. freaky thing. Yeah. Cause they're just like, these are kids in high school putting out videos on right. TikTok and they're not really thinking of themselves as like. TikTok is really good with like content banning and stuff. So mm-hmm. if they think that the person's under the, well, they've got their date of birth, but if they think that they're putting up something that's inappropriate for someone under 18, they'll ban it. They'll take it off. Um, like at the moment there are, they're like, there's no, Oh, something about like something about the whole Russia Ukraine situation. They've banned, I think it's Russian content at the mm, moment, okay. um, which is very interesting. Like they're very, I don't know. I think they've been good to remove anything that's like not really applicable. Like you don't want young kids saying, yeah. or exposing young kids to bad things. Fair, but that doesn't like. All right, so they've done such a great job at moderating the content on their platform. You feel no guilt about spending three hours on it. <laughs> All day. Is that how long you spend on TikTok per day? I, I've, I've hit, when I had COVID, the numbers were, I was spending like, I'd say like 10 hours on my phone oh my and God. over six and a half of those hours were probably on TikTok. And so if you were just to delete it right now. I'd have a panic attack. Really? <laughs> well, this is an interesting I, thing. It's a, it's a full addiction. Like I remember in 20, 
19, I decided to get rid of Instagram. And that's also the year that I just started doing really well at uni. Because I realized that like... <laughs> that's a really... Like, correlation or correlation? causation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I realized I would... Every time I would like be studying, I'd be working for 10 minutes. And then every... And then I'd check my phone for five minutes. And 10 minutes, five minutes. And just be wasting so much time. And, and I, clock, I was clocking up like three hours on Instagram a day. And I did the math... And like assuming you sleep 18, sorry, I fucked it. Assuming you sleep like six to seven hours a day. 18 hours a day. Adam is going hard. 2019 was the year. Assuming you sleep six to seven hours a day. um, Or even eight hours a day. Hopefully eight. Anyway, if you add that up, three hours from the awakening hours, that is 20% of your time, roughly about that. So if... In, 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 in one year, if you spend one hour on your phone every day, that's 20 days of the year straight on your phone. Two hours a day is 40 days of the year. Th- three hours is 60 days, which is a sixth of the year on your phone, on TikTok or Instagram. I reckon I'm spending more. Which scared the shit out of me when I realized that. It scared the, f- it scared the holy shit out of me. Um, and Weird that I'm not scared by that. I've got a weird relationship with time. What's the what's the weird relationship? I need to use my time really fucking well or else I'm going to have regrets. Same. Do you not have that, Benj? Uh, sometimes. But I think... I don't know. I get sucked in really easily and then, and then I just lose track of time. But but, it, it, but then you've got to like remember like how good you feel when you use your time well. How come you have a spare three hours in your day? It's like, in bed. Okay. My sleep hygiene shocking. Mm. Like, what do you mean? Like, I've got a... 50 inch TV at the end of my bed that's on playing Seinfeld while I'm scrolling through TikTok. Oh. Great show choice. Sloth loves it, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Love Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really liking it at the moment. It, it would it's be good. like my 30th time watching the whole <laughs> season, like all the what, what series, like if you if I was to watch it right now. But you need to not, you shouldn't. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but. I really need to work on it, but you know what? I'm just not going to do it. Why not? not? Why not? Why not? Wait, that, wait. That's sloth talking, but why? Wait, wait. <laughs> you mentioned that you're moving to London. Is any part of you just waiting to start afresh once you move? Shit, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, the power of environment. We can talk about that as well. That's also really important. I, so that's one of the most, so this move is the most driven I've been probably about anything. When's the move? I'm waiting to hear back. Um, but hopefully, I'm going to New York, hopefully in May for a couple of weeks. And then... <laughs> I think he's telling me like, like fuck you uh, yeah I'm really excited to go to New York I've never been there where, where big things happen you know yeah. New York New York um, and then when I come back I'll come back say goodbye to everyone and then head off so maybe like June mid-June and so you're going for work I'm going to live okay and I will be working good answer um, work is life for me so nah, same same, same. <laughs> it, like I'd say yes because like, I'm going to thrive in terms of work but I, I love traveling and I just think that like, to be in England, you can get on a train and be in Europe, get on a two hour flight mm. and be in another country. It's like, just absurd. And I just can't wait to live and then, you know, work so, on the side. <laughs> so with your vision of you're going to thrive. So as soon as you cross that, I don't know, time zone when you're in the UK, like what's, are you deleting TikTok then? No. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe what, I should try it. What does TikTok do for you? What is it doing? It's like my wind down time. Okay. It's my wind down time where I just shut my brain off. Because it's, it's, it's mind numbing. How much mm. do you need though? I was, I was listening to a talk. I was talking about how like with our appetites, we know we have things built in our bodies which tell us when we've had enough. Like when we eat enough food, we, we get full. 
can't remember what the other one is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you drink enough? Yeah, sure, when you drink enough, yeah. Or, I don't know. If when it's time a, to go to the bathroom. Yeah, or you have sexual appetite, you, you know, when you get enough. Never enough. <laughs> when do you know you get enough with that thing? We don't have an inbuilt thing. Like, we've created something that we can't, you know... You can put on those. T- I think I should activate my social media. No, but like you'll limiters. just you'll just you clear it. You'll snooze it. it. I, I, at least something that makes too. me feel guilty. You know? Don't you get that screen time reminder once a week where you're like, oh boy? I do not look at it. Oh. I just next it. Like, Ignorance <laughs> is bliss. Yeet that thing yeah. out of my vision. <laughs> no, um, understandable. All right. So okay, you also said that at the moment you're not seeing someone. I'm just trying to work out like where do you have three hours to? Legitimately, like I'm up late in bed. Because I, so I work full time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, go to work and then I come home. Well, actually, most most afternoons or evenings I've got something on. Um, like what? Like, uh, hard. it's hard to think of. You know when you know, but like it's hard because it changes each, each week. Like I have so much on every single <laughs> afternoon and I just can't, I just can't think, think of, of anything. anything. <laughs> but, but like one of my jobs that I just finished, it was in the evening on a Tuesday. Monday nights I normally had off. Wednesdays I work until 8pm, um, Thursday nights I normally have something on, like this week I have the footy, footy's back. I'm going on Thursday. Ooh. Yeah, go Blues. Boo. Go Richmond. I knew you were a Richmond sport. Wow. Go Baggers. I'll see you there, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and then like Friday nights I've got family dinner. You guys keep um, talking, I'm just talking to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then, you know, doing? weekend we go wild. Is everyone doing good? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, all right, interesting. And then I'd like to throw a date in somewhere there. I was going to say, like, <laughs> no, but, okay, so if you had a partner, would you have three hours to do TikTok? Absolutely not. And so I was seeing someone at the end of last year, like, very casually, and I started catching feels, and I was like, i got to end this. Um, because Why? I legitimately said to her, like, one, I'm leaving, mm. um, and two, I can't give them enough time that i think they would deserve because i think they deserve more time than i can than i can offer um and that was because of other things like i was working six days a week at that time and is that an avoidance strategy of yours (laughs) (laughs) more please okay so wow let's tear me to shit right now come on so there's there's a book called attached which everyone should read like everyone should read. Adam, have you read this book? I've heard a lot about it. I haven't okay. read it though. Literally, I like I hate when people start recommending books to read because it's like I have very little time and I just don't tell me to read a book, but this book will change your life. And so attached is essentially the three three types of human or just categorizing three types of attachment styles that people have. And one of them, for example, is an avoidant person. So an avoidant person like really wants love, like, e- like everyone, all the attachment styles really want love, but every time you get close to it, you will find some kind of just real out of the blue reason. You can't stop focusing on their faults, which is like one fault out of a thousand pros or something like that. Like, um, I don't know, just, just really niche things that maybe you wouldn't think about. Like you deserve more time, which like, well, I think mine was a bit different because I went into it and I said, this isn't going to go anywhere because of these reasons. And I just wasn't in a headspace to be like dating anyone. Okay. But you caught feels. I was catching the feels and that was more to protect myself from being hurt later on. Avoidant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it was going to come to an end. At the end of the day, it was going to end. But it doesn't have to come to an end. Yeah, it didn't have to, but I also think it would have... I don't know. I just... I didn't want 
the responsibility of a partner. I think there is a level of responsibility that, and I put that on myself. Mm. Um, so why don't you say that instead of the other things? Well, I said I don't like as in I said to her like I can't give you the time that you deserve. But isn't that for her to decide how much time she needs from you? Well, I'm saying that I think you deserve a lot of my time and attention, and that's like and and I would hold myself responsible to to give that and and like if it's too much then yeah like tell me to back off. Right. Um. But I don't know. I just feel like and it's from past experiences as well that like I had to give so much time. Sometimes I didn't want it. Like, and I was being forced to, mm. um, but it just sort of drilled, it was drilled into me almost. Mm. That's so interesting. I, again, with this person, I've started seeing we're both really deep talkers. So we mm. have really awesome conversations about this type of stuff. Literally had this conversation last night where I'm saying, look, work is just going to get more. Hectic. This is the avoidant. I'm an anxious avoidant. So mm. when I'm with someone, I'm like, I just want to make sure you're happy. But when I'm not with someone, I'm like, yeah, I want love. But like all of these reasons for all of these imaginary reasons, like mm. it can't happen. Mm-hmm. And the conversation that we were having last night was like, work is going to get more hectic. So you should go now before, like mm. before you never see me again, because I'm going to be drowning in work. And they were like, I feel completely fine with the amount that we're seeing each other. I'm like, no, it's going to get so bad and you're never going to see me. And like all of these things mm. and, they were they were saying like it's up to me to decide that like just be open with what you can provide and then that person accepts and same as vice versa something that we're getting we're both working on and I'm in particular working on is if I commit to seeing someone at like 6 p.m and say that like I want to cancel change or I'm just feeling extra introverted and I don't want to do it like be honest that you can't do it at 6 p.m because like you're just like building resentment that you don't need. And then that like builds those reasons of, Oh, I need to like leave this thing that we're doing right now because I keep on being forced into things. Like no one's forcing you and they're more than happy with you just to be honest with them that Mm. you like can't do 6 PM tonight. Like it's just, it's seriously such an avoidant strategy. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm having the same thoughts as you. Like I'm just not ready for like relationship stuff right now. Like I feel that I'm, I, I think I'm also, I think I did a test and I'm a fearful avoidant. Or anxious avoidant. I'm just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. Um, but yeah, I was talking to my therapist. I remember last year. I think I gave you the avoidant like label like Maybe. immediately when we first spoke about probably. it. Probably, I don't know. Um, but he was talking about how half the pain of of oh, sorry the the the, ex- the expected pain, the anticipatory pain of love, prevented me from opening my heart up Mm. based on previous experience. I was like not wanting to open my heart up because I thought it would be bad, which it was, it it wasn't even, I didn't have any, I didn't have any like evidence, like updated models Mm -hmm. for that thinking, Mm. you know, like that was based on really early shit and like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's scary to open up and, but like, yeah, the anticipatory pain of that is, 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 why I feel that I give reasons and find reasons mm. to not open my heart up and stuff and like find those avoidant reasons and stuff. hundred percent. Mm. Is that what you're doing? Do you think? I'm pretty shut off. I'd say at the moment when I'm not that I'm even meeting people, but like I'd say, yeah, I've closed myself off to protect myself. Hmm. But do you is, still want something like if you, I, I really don't know what I want. I was saying to you earlier, you know, just, just a cuddle. Um, I just need, it's just nice to, and you said it earlier to be like validated almost. Mm -hmm. And like, I can give you that, bro. 
sexually? <laughs> is it sexual no. or is it intimacy? I think I want sexual validation, right. um, which is totally normal. Sure. Um, and I can't really give that to myself. Mm. Other mm. forms of validation that I look for, I feel like I can get through friends, family and myself. Um, especially after like this big experience I had the other week where I like fell in love with myself again, which was awesome. What? What um, do you mean? What? I just wasn't feeling me and I took the night off on a Saturday night and I just, you know. Did your nails and... I did my I did my hair care, I did my skin care. I was into some tunes and I was just like reflecting on, on my life and what I've done for myself and just like really appreciated what I've done. And I said like, I never want to forget this. I'll never be alone if I mm. remember awesome. that I'm living with me. I'm nice. not alone. I have myself. Mm. Do, do you ever apply that thinking to your penis? I was talking to you with a friend today about like cock gratitude and just like, cause it's like a, a flaccid cock is like, you know, we feel bad about it. We feel shameful about it, but just to be like, I know what you can do. And like, I love what you do for me. And like, you know, I really appreciate you. I can't say I've ever done this, but I'm going to start doing it. I've, I've been starting to do it. And it's like is really a daily good. thing. Oh, if, 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 if I remember just in the shower and I like look at it, I'm like, if I ever feel a bit like, mm, it's more like changing the thought to be like, you know what? You're, you're surviving by being small right now, you know? You're protecting yourself, you know? And I love you for that, you know? We've got to work <laughs> together. And you'll show up when you need to show up. You'll do what you need to do. And yeah. like, yeah, I appreciate you, penis. <laughs> this is such an insight into men's, like, it's <laughs> like hard for you guys. I, um, obviously, like I mentioned, I have heaps of guy friends. So mm. they're all very comfortable with telling me about their date experiences. Mm. And like multiple have brought up, you know, they're, they're on a date, things are getting heated and they haven't been able to, in their, in their words, deliver. Um, and like, they get so depressed about it. You guys have it so hard. Like, and, and I, like, for example, I hear that and I feel, I'm like, it's not their fault. Like mm. yeah, everyone's, you know, in our heads. it's in like, what do you mean? It's in it's your all head. in our heads. Like, but it's been given to us though. What do you we, mean? We didn't choose to have these thoughts. Yes, you you didn't because the world says that guys are ready to go anytime yeah. and girls aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for me, often I'm like, nah, I'm not like, I would consider myself a pretty like into it person. Mm-hmm. And if I have a time where I don't want to, like surely men have the same thing and it might just happen to be either on a first date, they're tired, <laughs> which is unfortunate timing, but, or like they're do, nervous or. Do you want to some fucked thing that happened? I remember like in... In, I think I, I think it was in a relationship, but I was like having sex, like lots of sex, and then I would like not oh want, God. then I would not want to have sex, and my brain would say, "Oh, I don't want to have sex with a woman. I must be gay." Like that's literally what. Wow. Would, that's literally Very what comes to my head. It's like, like I'm not attracted to her right now. Fuck, I must be gay. <gasps> Sorry, that's... but that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I turned yeah. on right now? Wow. Like, why can't I go? That's... But I guess after, like, are you really that rational? Like, is your thought process rational after sex? Like, I've, I've said this before. Like, I'm in a trance. Like, this my isn't after is sex. Functioning. This isn't after sex. It's this, not after sex. This would be like, maybe, I don't know, we hadn't slept with each other for a couple of days. And, like, she wanted to go. And I was like, oh, I don't really feel you right now. Like, well, how, like before that, before you had the I'm gay thought, mm. um, what was the reason why you maybe weren't feeling it? We just tired? Or? It was rushed. The okay. context was a bit off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My, how, did you, how did you feel after you had the thought? I felt so disconnected from her so mm. disconnected and i think it's another avoidant thought mm, wow a saboteur in my mind Sabot- like i had two sessions with a new therapist and by the second session she was like you sabotage a lot of your relationships mm. and i was like 
Mm-hmm. I was listening to a to a Jordan Peterson talk recently, and about like self sabotage, and he was talking about the reasons why we self sabotage, and that we don't want to take on too much responsibility, so we just sabotage it. Legitimately, what I did. What? That relationship. I didn't. Want yeah. To yeah. 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 Responsibility. So but is is like okay? The thing is though, okay we have our past experiences of what like re- like if we're talking about relationships what that responsibility looks like but the idea is like you be your most you don't be that person who's like say you don't want to see them you don't just do it because they're new you go actually you know what i'm just going to be my real self right now and be like hey i know we had plans and i i'd really respect your time but i'm going to cancel tonight because i'm tired mm. and if they go oh that's fine and they're still around you know like three months later maybe like your idea of how much responsibility a relationship mm-hmm. is is not what it actually has to be anymore. Yeah. That's fucking tea. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to hear that. I needed to hear a lot of... This has been very therapeutic for me. Good. I'm, I'm glad. glad. Yeah, 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 we're glad. Good. That's what we do, right? Yeah. We're, we're gonna I be... love getting two new therapists. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 200 bucks after this. <laughs> Can't wait. Take my money. Um, but seriously, because that's like me. I have this perception of um, you need to see... Like, opposite to you... As I think guys get this more, Adam, you might have had this as well, where as typically this is just stereotyping, women want more time with their partners and guys tend to be like, yeah, the boys, whatever, whatever. I had the opposite of that when my first relationship, they worked full time and I was still at uni. So you have so much more free time. And I was kind of like, I understand that they can't be free right now, but I felt really like, oh, if they were a great partner, they would give me more time. Mm. And I think that's where my fear of like, now at the moment, I feel like in a relationship, I they deserve time. It's like no, no, they deserve what you can give, mm. and if they can't do that, then that's just not your person, mm. and it's not even right person wrong time because if if it is the right person wrong time, they're not the right person. So mm. I got told once, uh, right person wrong time, and that fucked me up. Right what person wrong time. Why did it fuck you up? Because it kept me oh wanting them wanting them right when it's like wait. Took me a while to realize, like, no, no, it's just wrong person. Who told you that they were the right person, wrong time? Uh, someone that I was seeing. So they said that about themselves, like, "Hi, we're dating. I'm the right person." And <laughs> no, no, no. Like, as in, we were seeing each other, and I wanted to, I wanted to like be a bit more exclusive, and they didn't. And then, like, I just think it's right person, wrong time. And I was like, I didn't really know how to process it. Okay. Okay, um, so they were saying, like, I can't do that right now. Yeah. Okay. I was right. just trying to work well, they it They didn't off. just walk up and be like, hey, I'm the right person, but this is the wrong time. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, like getting this hit person on the bar. sounds incredible. What? Imagine getting hit, hit on by at the bar. <laughs> like, some dudes are hitting you. Like, listen, you came to the right person, but it's the wrong time. Like, oh. <laughs> I, like, I honestly kind of don't even believe in right person, wrong time. Like, it's just wrong person. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't. Like. What do you believe in? Um, I'm an atheist. No, I, <laughs> I, I just don't believe I, I literally, something that I'm super committed to in all of my relationships moving forward, not that I mm. haven't done this, but like aggressively is be so authentically me. Don't be embarrassed to be like, even the other night we were like lying there and he moved his jaw cause he was like, oh, you might see a double chin from this angle or whatever. And he's fit and hot as, so it's like, there's no double chin, mm. but I was like, you know what? I am having this like thing at the moment where whatever angle I look ugliest from, I want you to see that. And mm. I want to know that you still want to be here once you see me from the ugliest angle ever. Mm. Like, I just want to be so unapologetically, like, 
unapologetically me, but also I'm a polite person. So I'm not just going to be like, hey, I don't want to talk to you today. That's what I need. Bye. Mm. Like within reason, mm. like just do that. And if the person can't take that, like. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you might consciously do those things when they don't happen naturally just to see if they prove their love to you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I've done that, I reckon. Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know. You I just, just remember. Randomly. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? Okay. Who's got it? Who's got an example first? No, I was, no, I was going to say like, um, with my first relationship that I was so terrified of showing her who I really was. I like made this big anticipation about it being like, you don't know who I am. You haven't seen how disgusting I can be. And like, and like, <laughs> oh my god literally and like i would like make it out to be this huge fucking thing but in actuality i would just fart i was just farting <laughs> no <laughs> that's pretty much it was um, that before or after you almost killed her with a fart <laughs> <laughs> i think it was uh i think it was before i think it was before yeah i i think the best way to get past like the disgustingness yes like the fear of being disgusting gross is you know those times where you just have like really hot and sweaty sex and like it gets steamy. It like you walk out of the room after <laughs> and then you walk back in. You're like, fuck, it is disgusting in here. You're going to have one of those experiences. Oh, I've had that. That's yeah. great. But that's not that. That's what not about bad. if your asshole is included? That's different. It's different sex. <laughs> Did you say hi to your butthole? No, I didn't say hi to my butthole. I said hi to my butthole. I didn't. I didn't do it. What? Get over, guys... We need to get over our fear of buttholes. Yeah. yeah. As in your own? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the f- first time I was seeing that, that lady I was talking about, she did finger my ass um, for the first time in a long time. So proud. But then the next time I saw her, she like asked me and I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, I feel kind of like... Gross. Yeah. yeah. Even though I was clean, but I don't know. It was just like... This this whole thing about being disgusting. No, I didn't do. <laughs> I, sh- I should probably do that, but um, no, just gotta I, be prepared. No, yeah. seriously, like you just okay. And, and I know we were saying before, you, like you know, in your honeymoon phase, you want to be your perfect self, mm. but like challenge yourself with your next one, just mm. to like not put that pressure on you. Like as like I love being vulnerable. Like you know how we were saying before, was it off mic or on mic? I can't even remember. But having an ego and wanting to actually push it aside, mm. it's so like self in tune when you hear yourself trying to like put walls up and seem perfect and then be like you know what i'm just gonna do the complete opposite of it like do it like i have so much to do after this podcast mm. just stop what 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 was the term you said i was doing the avoidant, avoidant. read yeah. that book attached i gotta read to. that book i gotta stop being avoidant and you just gotta stop being unapologetically like me. you and stop like living up to responsibilities that aren't there because a rel- your relationship is not like anyone else's. So it's whatever you're going to make it and what you can commit to. Mm. And you, it's on your partner to communicate if they need more. It shouldn't be you preemptively. Mm. Like think about how many things you preemptively fuck up because you try to preempt mm. how someone's going to feel and they actually don't care. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think that like with, yeah, the whole like, prince charming archetype kind of thing that we're taught that like we i don't know i i personally think that like oh i know i need to do this because it's a nice thing that a woman wants a man to do for instance buying flowers or some shit and you should do that sometimes <laughs> if you want to though I fucking love buying flowers it is buy nice. me flowers i love flowers 
We live so close. Like, no, what's your excuse? I legitimately, I, I haven't bought flowers for anyone except for, like, my mum, your mum. Soon to be me. Have you received flowers? You got you got me flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've, I, you, you were the first person to give me flowers, I think. Men like receiving flowers. Men love receiving flowers. Just That's letting everyone know. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. Someone explained this to me, and I, I think I've spoken about this. Um, that it's an experience and everyone needs to experience, everyone needs to experience flowers. That's all I, I can't even. Can't Some people don't see the utility in it, especially yeah. like, not especially, but I don't know, like. My, Sorry, my, Nikki just nearly flipped the table. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about strength, like, Seriously. yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I was going to say some people don't see the utility in it. Like, I don't know, my dad. Does everything is, need utility? For some people. For some people, like for our parents. People, yeah. Especially if they're a little bit on the spectrum, but um. <laughs> anyway, oh god, <laughs> yeah, flowers, men, good, yeah. So I think it's if you came from a, a war country, it's sometimes hard to rationalize spending money on things that have no use. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the immigrant mentality because I think this is important. <laughs> We're very. We are immigrant raised our, here. Our parents are all immigrants. Yes. Where so are we all I have, first? I have one We're first gen. father born here. Right. Okay. Otherwise, okay. I'm first gen. Mud okay. blood. First gen. I'm, I'm a mud blood. <laughs> Do you guys consider yourself Australian? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I consider myself a Jewish Australian. Not an Australian okay. Jew? No. Okay. To Australian first. Or it is important. It is important. I'm, yeah, Jewish Australian. So, like, Australian is like my the noun of what you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the descriptor, the adjective is Jewish. Mm, okay, which is interesting because I, I love I love Judaism as well, mm. but apparently I love being an Aussie. Mm. Mm, interesting. Does do you speak a different language? Any? Do you speak Hebrew? I learned it for what like twelve years, and I know nothing. <laughs> wow, twelve years well spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can, if I go to Israel, like it comes back to me a little bit, and I can understand it. That's because I use the hands a lot. Okay, all right. What about you, Adam? You Australian? I'm Australian, um, but I'm also, I think I put Russian in there. Technically Ukrainian, actually. But I don't know. It's all apparently. When I was growing up, they said my parents were Russian Russian. because it was USSR and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So I have this, like, I aggressively feel Russian. And I think it's because I go home and my whole household speaks Russian. Mm. There's no, like, Aussie food in our fridge. It's so healthy. Like, oh, that goes in healthy for the soul. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's probably why I grew so much when I did go to the gym because <laughs> Russian food's so hearty. But and people turn to me like, oh, "You were born here," and I was. A, my brother was like conceived in Belarus, so USSR, so Russian, and then born here. But I was born here, and everyone's like, "Aussie," and I'm like, "You don't understand." Mm. I go to school, and I don't relate to anyone or any of these cute families and like <laughs> parents being like, "Sweetie, is your sandwich? Do you want your toast? Like your crumbs like cut off?" Like that didn't happen for me. And then you go home, and you've got Vladimir being like, <laughs> "Literally, Vladimir." Did you get ninety nine percent on the test or yeah. what? You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't feel Aussie. Like mm. I, and then people look at me and be like, "You're an Aussie," and I'm like. You just don't feel like you belong anywhere. I don't mm. know. Is that why? Is that why you guys don't let go of the other part, that the prefix that you said that you had? Or well, I, my experience is a little different to yours because I think my my mum assimilated pretty well. Like she's pretty Aussie, and a lot of people don't even know that she's Russian. Um, but I'm trying to embrace my Russian side. Like I just became an uncle the other day. Very exciting. Congratulations! Ben. And my uncle name. I'm not Uncle Benj. I'm Uncle Venya. 
right? Then you're, and, and, oh. and like people ask me like, why? And it's like, because I'm proud to that. Like that's where my mum came from, and I'm like trying to embrace it a bit more because awesome. I think it adds to your life. Hundred percent. It's big on like yeah. This goes to like identity pretty much, and like how you connect with where you've come from, and like what that means to you. Like I find I find a lot of meaning in like where my family has come from mm. and like I actively have tried to seek that information out mm. just to find out like a bit more like what am I what my genes built for yeah you know yeah and also like you're living the consequences of your parents like mm. upbringing so especially if your parents like were born in their original countries Belarus Russia whatever like you're copying the maybe they don't have it but that what's that thing migrant like trauma or some generational intergenerational intergenerational trauma trauma. like they've seen things that don't happen here and you are living with that like Mm -hmm. you you are not i don't feel like no one's cutting the crumbs off my my crust sorry Mm. off my sandwiches (laughs) i just obviously really wanted that to happen Mm. i see it in my (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get you a sandwich and cut the crust. Thank you. Low carb bread (laughs) and and flowers. Um, um, I see it with my grandparents a lot, this like intergenerational trauma. Like I will go over and my grandfather's picked something up off the side of the road and it's like, why do you need this? Like, what do you mean? It's good Italian leather or something. It's like a a laptop bag. My grandfather doesn't have a laptop bag. I can't even use a phone. Mm. He has five mobile phones. None of them are in use, but we can't get rid of them. Mm, and yeah. he holds on to things just yeah. in case, like, is, what's yeah. going to happen? My parents, well, my grandma and my dad do the same thing with food. Like, mm, food. Food is a big one. Yeah. Like, God forbid something goes to waste. Yeah. And like, that's also my, like my mentality with food. Like, I force myself to eat all the food in the plate. Mm. Even if I'm full, I'll just shovel it in because yeah. God forbid there's some food left. And then you have like an eating disorder at some point literally. in your life because yeah, you are, you know, trying to balance out the two types of trauma that you have going yep. on competing yeah. with each other. So, yeah, it's hard. I mean, obviously, if you're Australian, your parents have their own things as well. Mm. But at least you probably don't feel less odd. Mm. Like, I feel odd. That's the only way I can describe it. I don't go to like work and see everyone calling each other mate and i'm like um, no nah, i can't say it like, oh i can i say it as a joke but i feel like a phony yeah yeah it, feels, it does feel like a phony i, yeah. feel, I feel that too phony <laughs> but like like I've, I've spoken to my dad about it and like there was nothing more he wanted than to fit in here mm. you know like when coming here getting away from like russia he was like okay i need to become australian i need to completely repress my russian identity even which yeah is dangerous Mm. i reckon our parents have had it the hardest like seriously yeah just look at them and i'm like sometimes i don't get along with a lot of the stuff that they do but i just look at them like you guys did things that i oh my god just and our grandparents as well like amazing like i'd say for most of us our families didn't just like just for context for the listeners like a lot a lot of our families didn't just like plan to move and and fly uh to straight to the country like i know a lot of people had to say they were going to move to israel right Mm. that was an easy way to get it or the easiest way to get out of russia at the time and so they'd go i think my mum lived in vienna or venice for for six months before they even knew where they were going to go they just had to get out of russia Mm. um and then they were told to come to australia and they just came Um, thanks australia always pulling through Mm. yeah but like um, that, that kind of, that's the thing, that's something I respect so much mm. about like my grandma, this is plural, is that like their drive and their just fucking grit, they don't even have 
they're not even th- they're just such tough fucking women like mm. it's also even, like a Russian they, they are tough people like my grandfather would walk to fucking, work in the snow and yeah, oh my god did everyone's grandparents do that I feel like every Russian kid's he- heard that story the, yeah I walked 17 kilometers <laughs> to my primary school <laughs> in the snow and when was I was four years old <laughs> yeah literally and I had bread and milk and that's it like one crust <laughs> and I ate grass <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. But anyway, we're blessed. I think that makes us like the people that we are as well, because mm. like, yeah, you you have a lot more perception of like what people have dealt with, which also helps with discipline. Like if you bring it back mm. to that, mm-hmm. like your parents have done the hardest things. Mm. Um, like, yeah, my mom came here like six months pregnant with my brother. Jeez. Like I'm not leaving like a one kilometer radius away from a hospital. If I'm six months pregnant, I want to give birth yeah. in a hospital. Let alone moving your entire fucking life. That's exactly. That's strong. Mm. Well, it's respect. Not strong, but that's no, like, like to be able to do that it's is like strong will. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. Wonder where you get it from. Um, mm. Thanks, mom. Dad. It's my dad's birthday today. Happy birthday, dad. Happy birthday. Listening. Hopefully not. <laughs> we heard about Adam's butthole before. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Hey, we got a lot about buttholes. Uh, I don't know. When was the last time you said hi to your butthole? Uh, I feel like I'm going to ask this to all of our guests. <laughs> yeah, when was the last so. time you said hi to your, your butthole? Um, I get laser, so... But did you say hi to it? Uh, no, but the, the the woman doing it did say hey. She did? She did. She was like, hi? No, she didn't. But I'm sure she mentally... So, you, But you got to get in touch with your butthole. I'll, I'll do that tonight and I'll report back to you. Just like the Morse code that I have to bring in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely we've, got, we've got a lot of actions at the end of the end of this. We've, we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I hope I hope the listeners have work to do. I don't know where to begin though. There's so much. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna start with making dinner. Just one thing at a time. What What's on the <laughs> list? Like, what was that sigh? Specifically um, after this podcast, like after recording this, like what's 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 Adam working on? Well, there were two questions there. What am I doing when I get home? Let's start I, with that. Well, I, that's that's the way he wants to. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. I'm gonna brush my teeth and I'm gonna fucking maybe read a little bit and then go to bed. Are you not eating? It's only eight p.m. Like I had dinner. I have, I have early dinners. You've always had early dinners. Mm. You're a five thirty dinner kind <laughs> of guy. Five thirty dinner kind of guy. Eight year old at heart. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's lots of things to do and it's like hard to start everything. But like chewing it off little pieces. So so you just got a new job and you're doing the well kind of new. You might kinda have had new. it for a little while. Kind of new. So is that what's overwhelming? No, uni is overwhelming. Working out is overwhelming. We forget making uni making routine. Oh, uni, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm still living in a lot of chaos. I need to just make a fucking timetable and stick to it. But with that timetable, is the one thing that never gets moved the woman that you're seeing, the lady that you're seeing? That takes pri- Oh, actually, doesn't take priority. Um, I'd say this takes priority. I'd say uni takes priority. I try and do gym, but it doesn't take priority. I think uni takes priority. What are you most driven for at the moment? Uni. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And martial arts. And what are you trying to work on? What am I trying to work on? I'm trying to work on giving power to Driven Adam and taking power away from Sloth Adam and just doing what I need to fucking do. With this person that you're seeing, is it Mm. someone that might be like a long-term thing? Maybe don't answer that because... (laughs) I can answer it. No, I feel like at the time it is... It's we very much connect sexually. We very much connect sexually. Important. Um, but I feel and I, we don't even talk, we don't communicate enough about this stuff actually. But I feel that 
to do that work to connect so sexually you need to have such you need to have trust and you need to have like emotional connection which there isn't a lot of like we have we hang out and we have a good time but there isn't that trust there that we can talk about it and stuff because yeah. we some hectic shit going on in that in that room with us oh like, boy yeah i've heard some some details i love it it's, i'm hearing this after it's it's <laughs> It's extreme, like for me, for like, I don't know, I've had like pretty vanilla sex, but like this is neck level for me. Yummy. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I did the BDSM test. Um, she asked me to do it. There is a test. Um, there's a I test. I this test. It, Another thing on my fucking yeah. checklist. Yeah, yeah, there's a short version and there's a long version. I did the short version. I don't know, it takes like 10 What minutes. are the results? Like what does the BDSM test tell you? It tells you kind of what your kinks are, what you're like into. I've got a screenshot. I want to do the sex, the, what they do in sex, love and goo with the, they actually bring someone in, they trial like what, what do you respond to? Oh, well. that shit is so sick. Um, it's so cool. So you start off with like some gentle stuff and then they get chains and then whips and like you do it with your partner as on, you explore. What okay. Like. Do you want I me to, to, do do you want to talk about what it's up here? Yeah, yeah, 100%. That. I wish we had someone to explain it better. But okay, so my number one is switch. And I'm 87% switch, which means I can go in between being submissive and dominant. Um, there's experimentalist, which is kind of self-explanatory. I like to experiment things. 76% rigor, which is tying people up. Oh, okay. 71%. Turns me on. <laughs> I can't believe I'm so fucking open about this right now. I'm crazy. 71% um, rope bunny which is being tied up. 71 compared 71, to 73. Which is interesting, right? So I like tying and being well, tied. It does say that you, you switch. But does yeah. that so make it, it 145%? I don't know. I think it's on, a, on, on that scale. Yeah, that's okay, right. all right. Individual all right. scales. Um, then there's, yep, submissive and dominant, which is around the same. Then it's followed by vanilla, which is just normal, nice sex. Then there's non-monogamist, which I'm 57%. <gasps> Wow. I'm very interested to know what results I get for that. Yeah, I'm getting 100% monogamous to the extreme. I reckon I'm going to be close to that. Wow. My, my lowest, my, I have 0% on degrade, which I think is being degraded. You don't want to be shat on. No, but I'm 44% <laughs> degrader. Mm. I don't want to be degraded. There's also 0% boy girl, which I don't know what that is. Um, well, I definitely want to do this. Yeah, hit, hit me with a link. Link, yeah, this. yeah. It's called it's called the BDSM test dot org. Um, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I'm excited. Sometimes I feel like it's bad to analyze that stuff. Like the other day, this person was like, "Oh, do you know you say you say this stuff?" And and before they actually said like what they're about to explain that I say, I was like, "Actually, don't tell me because I don't want to think about like when you're in mm. that moment, like." Oh, I'm 73% rope bunny. But so it, like it also changes over time. Yeah. I know what you mean. You don't want to like put yourself in a box. Yeah. Yeah. I think like as deep thinkers, you can overthink stuff so much that you're not even like living. You're just like thinking. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. So I'm trying to yeah, it's hard. Be but, embodied. More. Yeah. 100%, which I am. All right, I think this is a nice place to wrap it up. Yep. Cool. Um, we've spoken about some cool stuff. We wanted to go into um like emotional like i guess control i feel like we did that a little bit like the we way can, you we think can keep going with that That's the fine. way you think mm. like and how to like be in control of your emotions and i think that links into drive as well should we go into that sure yeah all right why not so like what do you mean so the way that we emotional control um emotional regulation the, yeah emotional regulation so okay. like what i'll start with this yeah. what is your relationship with your emotions okay um my relationship with my emotions 
when okay so i do fight or flight a lot mm. like if i get hit with some big news i immediately am like action like what do i do right now and i'm really really working on just like nikki you don't have to respond to things straight away you can just like sit there and think there mm. but in terms of every other emotion like i i live in it like excited is my middle name like i i actually struggle to sleep because i'm so keen for tomorrow it's so cute but like, like <laughs> i'm not even joking like i'm like oh there's stuff tomorrow that I, i'm gonna have such a good workout tomorrow and i've got these this cool meeting tomorrow and like this is what i'm gonna get done i just existentially live in like a really positive mindset when i am feeling down i'm just like nikki push through accept it this is the wave that you need to have to appreciate the good times and like i don't think i'm that emotional anymore like right. i as in i'm a, an emotional person but it doesn't like sway are you alone on <laughs> A massive loner, yeah. I love... <laughs> like, no, I was going to say, like, it'd be very hard to find tribe and people like that. 100%. I love... I actually feel that heaps. Like, I feel that so, so, so much. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I really love spending time alone. Mm-hmm. And again, that brings me back to the relationship responsibilities. Do I want to sacrifice that time? No. But yeah, it is really hard finding people like that. But I think that's why most of my friends that I do have, it'll be people like... We have such a deep friendship, Mm. Adam, and I'm sure we'll build one as well, Ben. Please God. Yeah. (laughs) But I see them like it doesn't need to be on a frequent basis. Mm. Like I don't if if I had like seven people trying to see me during a week, Mm. can't can't Mm. function. I feel like people are stealing my time from me. Mm. And I'll start resenting people Mm. as well. So yeah, my emotions I like I'm super logical. So I think it also like from what it sounds like you brought it back to like what you're doing tomorrow and like things that you're passionate about and that like gets you excited and, and keeps you happy and you're doing things that you want to do for you. So I think for you to emotionally regulate, like that is you, you have drive for tomorrow. You, you're excited about the activities mm. you're doing. So that is technically the way you're regulating. Yeah. And you said that like the more you sort of do that, the less fluctuations. Yeah. Something I am really trying to work on and all the time everyone should is like, to not fluctuate so aggressively. Like, I think when I was younger, it was like either emo or you are just super happy, your well-being captain and you're just loving life Mm. and like super happy. I just want to be a little bit more consistent. Doesn't mean I don't want to feel the extremes of everything, but I want to be able to function no matter like where I am. So my psych does this thing where we do numbers at the start and come, so I come in and and he asks, all right, let's do some numbers. How are you feeling interpersonally? So how am I feeling in relationship to myself? Then with close friends and then um, with work and then also just in general. A homeboy fluctuates. He shows me the graph and it's like, all right, so this is where you are compared to last week. And it's like mm. straight down and then back up. Mm. Um, so it's like waves are real. Yes. That's what discipline does. My friend talks about this. He says how the disciplines we have are kind of like the the anchors which keep us grounded in in our energy or mood or regulation when we fluctuate up and down and so if we're going if we're going down let's say um and you have a workout or whatever it kind of brings you back into the middle or you Mm -hmm. stretch you do yoga or you read or you journal any any kind of discipline that you have that'll bring you back in the middle and if you're getting getting a bit too high maybe a bit of too big an ego and then you go and you do discipline it'll kind of bring you back down what would a discipline reaction be to sort of help decrease your ego personally yeah for me look in the mirror Uh, (laughs) (laughs) decrease my ego um i have to remind myself of an experience and a a truism that i had where i realized 
that if I think that I'm better than anyone, that is a false reality and that will lead me down a very dark path. That's kind of, and I bring myself to that insight Whoa. a lot. Yeah. And that I'm no better than anyone. And that I'm just, does that not make you feel like worthless at all? <laughs> no, because I still see the beauty in being a human being, but it's okay. just, my life is not worth more than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Is what the, that is. Okay. I think when you when you want to test your ego, like when you're feeling super, wait, are you saying you're feeling high ego and you want to like get it yeah, in yeah, check? Yeah. You actually have to do, in my opinion, this is what I do. I do something that is going to embarrass my ego. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will do like whatever I don't want to do, whatever that's caused me the problem, I would probably do it. If it's something embarrassing, I don't want to reveal about myself. I'll probably say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like even before I, when I didn't have a job, I was like going to do be a cleaner remember that for a little bit i never actually ended up doing it because i got covid thank god but um i was really not wanting to do that i thought i was above that i thought i was better than that genuinely you said to me bro i've got two degrees and i'm about to clean clean fucking floors yeah and toilets and i was like fuck this but then at the same time exactly what you just said nikki like i was like my ego needs this i need to just fucking do this and if you need money well then you just need money exactly yeah at the end of the day i need fucking money i'm surviving like i can't survive off two fucking pieces of paper can i (laughs) (laughs) That cost forty thousand dollars. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't. Do you like? So you fluctuate heaps. Adam mm. definitely fluctuates heaps. Oh, yeah. In the one month intervals that we might see each other, it's like I'm speaking to a totally new person. Yeah. In my, I won't say defense, but like I'm got. Yeah, I don't know. I'm unpacking a lot of shit at the moment. Like really releasing heaps, and so I'm very my my attitude and outlook on what life is, my own life is changing. Very much. We haven't caught up in a while. I got so much tea for you, but oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait for this walk. <laughs> yeah, we'll pencil it in after this. Yeah, Love. I don't know. I constantly seek to keep changing and evolving mm. constantly, which is not always good. But I think it, like you're doing it for positive reasons, so that's why it is good. Yeah, and I that's why that. I like I'm fluctuating a lot as well because I'm doing a lot of self-reflection and looking into me and like what do i want what do i need you gotta read this attached book you'll reflect the shit out of yourself do you like, have it i i have it at home and you only live like a kilometer away from me so Fantastic. come around and get it pick that up i think like six people are waiting to learn it out for me but you can have it you come need on. it <laughs> you, I need it. you need it my boy is not doing well right now what is happening <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like you're not doing well because you're coming to terms with something so it's actually awesome i made this yeah. commitment oh my god I made this commitment, like whenever anyone's going through a breakup, I cannot respond with, oh, I'm so sorry. Two reasons. One, because what happens when, okay, so tell me, say you just broken up with someone. Just tell me, break the news. Me and Adam just broke up. Oh my God. I'm so sorry to hear that. What are you going to say next? Yeah. Anything else? Are you going to consult me? It's really, it's a a stand up. We we actually discussed this once saying that like, you can't say I'm sorry, because what if it's like a, a good thing? Exactly. That's what you taught me. Nick, you so told me this. So it's a good thing. A, so absolutely, this is, you've just gotten out of probably a toxic relationship or something that's n- not working for your life and you're about to grow into something awesome. And secondly, if you say, I'm so sorry, now the depressed person has to console you and say, no, it's okay. Yeah, like, so it was so fun. And like, how do, like, I don't even know how I got into that. What were we, what were we saying before that? That I'm not okay. That you're not okay. <laughs> no, but like, as in, so yeah, you're going through something right now that you're just like coming to terms with and it's awesome. Maybe I don't know what I'm coming to terms no, with. No, but like... Is it being alone? Well, I'm not alone. I have me. That was my okay. whole thing. This is true. You know, and that, that sat, I, I was sitting well with that for like two weeks. Mm. You know, and then I, like I was running on a high. No one could break mm. my stride. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Something's just happening. It's mm. a fluctuation. Everything possible. Do I ride this wave? Yeah. You should ride the wave. A, because this wave makes you appreciate the good wave. Is there any glimmer of hope? What do you mean? Like to the thing that Nikki was saying out before, how 98% of it can be shit. Well, that's, Is there I a think 2%? that's associated with the task. What task? Well, I don't, that, that looking for the 2% of hope is when there's like a difficult task to overcome. But I guess you could apply it to just like your future in, it should always be 98% good. It should only yeah. ever be 2% like, uh, saves yeah. when it's coming to, <laughs> to yeah. think about your future. But like, what about because you're waiting for this trip thing, you're living a lot in the future. So it makes now kind of hard to enjoy. I have been doing that quite a bit. It's super hard. Yeah. I had a dream once that me and Adam broke down that I was doing that. Mm. Maybe it's happening again. You're doing it. Or maybe it's just that I'm terrified of also leaving. And your disciplines mm. will kind of keep you grounded, you know, bring you back to the present, take you out of your head. So much, so many things to work on. No, but seriously, like can, some consistency that you can bring from like us, Australia to UK will probably help you. Because when you do move, you're going to feel like you made the wrong decision. Hundred percent. Oh my god, hectic. Yeah, true. You're gonna get. You're gonna get there and be like, I have just derailed my life. Like, Fully. yeah, but you haven't. It's just you continuing to move, but you're just somewhere different. Yeah. T. You're gonna be okay. Like seriously, you're, you're gonna, gonna be, okay. be so gonna be okay. okay. And if anyone's looking for a cuddle, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, emotionally unstable. <laughs> I know what Adam and Ben will be doing after this this podcast recording. Checking each other off. Well, saying hello to our buttholes, all of us, all three of us, and then cuddling. Alrighty. <laughs> I think that's a wrap. That is, yeah, they'll they'll do. Oh, awesome. Man. Um, Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. No, so good to like. I'm honoured. So honoured. Like, especially because I haven't seen Adam in a long time, and mm. Benj, we definitely don't get to hang out enough, considering how close we live. Yeah. So that's going to change from today. Literally, it will. And we're going to keep you in check with this whole living in the future thing, because yeah. like when you have a massive change coming, you're in like you you're literally standing on ice, and you just don't know what's going to like not break. So yeah. But at least you know it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Awesome. Hi, right, thanks for listening, guys. Um, as usual, if you've had a good time, please share with your friends, like, subscribe, do all of the above. Um, if you also want to be a guest, hit us up. You know, we're loving having people on and sharing experiences. Also, follow Nikki.fit on Instagram. <laughs> I don't post too often, but maybe this will motivate me to, to get back on it. And I saw your story today. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that was like the first one in like three months. Well, Actually, do you know what happened? You're going to have heaps more followers now. So yeah. you're going to have to get active. Maybe four. I'll try. I had a girl come up to me yesterday and I've been feeling, cause I had glandular cause I, I feel really small and she was like, you look like, you know what you're doing. Can you walk me through this? <gasps> That's so nice. And I was like, I like, I, I'm about to help you, but you just helped me so much. Oh, so, so nice. I'm trying to like get my mojo back. So Love that. But yeah. Feeling good. A little bit of kindness goes a long way. I know, right? Beautiful. I know. All cool. right. All right. Love you guys. Right. Love you. Love you, Adam. Love you, Benj. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.